This is the Nathan, Nat and Sean podcast. Hey, everybody. Good morning. We're on holidays. Yeah, yeah. So um, this one, this, this, yes, podcast, this podcast today, um, this is, okay, you, you know when you um, want to cook dinner and then you haven't been to the shops for a while, so then you look in the fridge and you just like see the ingredients and go, okay, I think I can make something out of so this. So it's like a mystery box challenge is what you're saying. This is the stuff that's left over in the mm. crisper. This, this bit podcast. Bit we don't know. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're going to use it before it goes off. Now, I thought we'd do something really different right now. Yeah. I'm so sick of celebrities making money off books that we're going mm. to read out every word of Matt Preston, a memoir, Big Mouth, just so, like, everyone can just hear it so and they don't have to buy it. Pages. Right, so what, what chapter am I having? Because this, is at, <laughs> least 30, this is at least 30 bucks or something, isn't it? At least. <laughs> Matt at Preston, least. hello. Hello. Oh. Yeah, I, I can tell you, having having read the whole book for the audiobook, it takes eight hours. It's a really, really long read. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 oh, no, I, I'm not doing overtime. Yeah. And, yeah, well, that, that, that's right. You, you'll be here tomorrow. But even worse than that, when you write a book, the sentences are really long. And when you do radio, they're very short. And so, so reading it means you have to take the world's largest ah, breath of air before you start. So, yeah, <laughs> all, all you hear in the book is sounding me, me wheezing, going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Preston, um, that's enough from you. All right, let's begin. <laughs> Prologue. It's the spring of 2008, and I'm standing in a teaching kitchen at Box Hill TAFE with a couple of Melbourne chefs, Guy Grossi and... Gary, Gary never heard of him. Um, I tell you what, <laughs> oh, okay. it is actually really well even... written, Presto, and this is no surprise because you were a journalist, yeah. you were a writer first, and right. it, it shows. It, it is a rollicking good read. Well, I'm, I'm glad because I think the thing you forget with most memoirs is they're not written by the person. So that makes it, yeah. you know, they're written by a ghostwriter, so mm. the story is kind of it's kind of retold. And I think what. What I find so interesting, but also so confronting about writing is, is you write stuff and you go, is that really true? And you go, oh, no, actually, it probably wasn't. I need to be more on it. So, so that, that's been the challenge with the book is, you know, going, stopping and just no, no, he didn't really feel like that. It wasn't great. It was actually painful. Or alternatively, it wasn't really painful. Actually, it was fine. And, and that, that's kind of, that's been good therapy for me. Good yeah. Therapy. Hey, Matt, every, when you look online and see all the stories written about you, one that jumps out straight away, particularly about the book, is everyone wants to focus on the fact that, um, uh, you had to come clean to your kids at the airport about uh, being adopted. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that, that's right. Well, my, my, you know, the classic way that yeah, the, the classic way that the kids are really sharp. My my daughter talking to my wife about, about where where my second um, birth certificate was, and my daughter just said, "Why have you got two birth certificates? You must be adopted." That is more. And it's like, well, okay, I've never told you this. Let me tell you the whole story. <laughs> yeah. When we're in, we're, we're standing at, at you know at the gates for Jetstar, there's a million people, holidaymakers, screaming kids. It's like. The really the worst worst possible moment, worst possible place to reveal deep hells at family secrets. But actually, there's never a good time for it. It was a, it was actually the perfect time and it's the perfect place really to start the book and go. Well, okay, we need to go back to what your, yeah. what your grandparents got up to, what your what your grandmother got, what my grandparents got, up, what your grandmother got up to, and and reveal all that stuff. And it's a it's a there's never a right time to do that. But I think there's also you just got to do it. And what I found the fascinating thing about this book, there are lots of kind of scandally stuff and you go oh that was quite unique but the number of people friends who go oh my gosh well this happened to me and suddenly we're talking about stuff that they've not talked about it's been a, a very a kind of a commonly cathartic experience yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt yeah for sure writing um, a memoir at the moment saying the same thing I was pretty excited that I'm on page two <laughs> Yes. Page two. You read so much of the book. I'm no, 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 no. It only took to page two 
for you to name one of our heroes, and that is Henry Stride. Oh, yes, Nate. I saw Henry. So yes. Henry's your manager, yes. of course, yeah. but she was also Sam Pang's manager. And, and she's the one that ended up penning a deal for Sam Pang to start a breakfast show at 7am <laughs> and only work two hours. It's legendary in this industry, but she's the reason that you got on MasterChef. Yeah, she, she, was, she was... This is, again, that, that you know, when you... Those weird sliding moments. So Henry Stride's mum worked in a in a kindergarten with my mum, and when when Henry Stride was looking to cast chefs, her her, mom, her mother-in-law, the mother-in-law said, "Look, you've got to talk to, to Jennifer's son Matthew. He knows a few chefs." So she rang me for advice on what chefs she should cast. They were only looking for two chefs as the judges. They weren't looking for three judges. And about an hour into the phone call, she asked for a photo. I sent a photo. The, the story goes: no CV, no knowledge who I was. They, they just they just liked the, the grubby like the photo. And they went, bang, we'll, we'll, we'll have a third judge. If this guy can speak, we'll, we'll give him a role. So thank you very much, Henry Stride. So it's a huge part of the story, sirs. And respect, respect to you, I think the first person to do that 7 a.m. deal was actually Mick Malloy. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Great mentors. And, and what a brilliant idea. And um, oh, <laughs> don't you This is a podcast of Nathan, Nat and Sean. Hey, Matt, uh, looking through the book too, I noticed there wasn't a chapter on the time that we first went out with you, which was when we Mm. went over, we were burger hunting around mm. in WA. We ended out at Alfred's Alfred's Kitchen. Yes. It was one of my best moments ever. Uh, but it didn't but make it the didn't book. Make the book so, so, so what you're suggesting, it, it wasn't perhaps one of Matt Preston's best times ever? Perhaps. You, you know what? You know what it, is? Oh. It, it was there. In the first draft, it was oh. there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. seminal moment. Going to the public bar, listening to how Sean saved someone's life in the surf at Bali. You know, that they were they were all there. And and my, my great admiration for, for, for Mr. Manus was obviously, you know, that was a chapter at least. Um, uh, you know, but it was severely cut by all the editors. And, and also, <laughs> also, also it was wrong because it was it wasn't Sean saving someone, it was Sean being saved. Um, well, I wasn't yeah, okay. to save yeah, somebody. Know, but, but it's my memoir. I remember it. <laughs> yes, it's exactly you remember yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Matt, I was intrigued by the story about um, the reason that you came to Australia being for love. Basically, you followed a girl here. But then that girl didn't pick you up from the airport. No, it was terrible. I think I think I re- it took nine months to get to get the kind of the de facto status to, to move over here. So our relationship, I reckon, had died. And I... I I wasn't surprised because the night before, the night before I was about to fly out, was like, "Are you sure it's a good idea? You come?" And I've gone, "Oh well, I'm kind of, you know, like, like you know that moment in the cartoon when someone ju- they run off a cliff and they realise they run off a cliff and they're trying to struggle to get yes. back there." Yes. Um, I, I was in that. Point. I came. I came, and, and that relationship lived on for uh, maybe a couple of months, and then and then we ended up, then ended up, oh, and then I started playing tennis with one of her friends, and that friend turned out to be the the the, the woman who I decided was. The one I want to spend the rest of my life with, and we're still together 29 years on. Oh, so the moral of that is if you're casually dating someone, always mm. go and play tennis with their, their friend friends. just yes. in case. Just don't know, no. Because well, their friend may be the one you're supposed to be with. Well, well, also always be the dump one because that, mm. therefore you don't, you don't get sympathy from their friend. That's the most important lesson. Oh, so uh, make sure that you're dumped know. by the friend, by the tennis mm. friend. Gosh. Too smart. Tennis. Are you running tennis smart. down? Tennis. <laughs> tennis friends. <laughs> I mean, that, the whole thing when um, MasterChef in particular um took off and you and you wrote in this being being uh recognized everywhere you went that whole blow-up situation from well relatively unknown to just crazy stuff how, how was that look, look, look i've done i've done a show called my my restaurant rules i've had, yep. I'd had a snatch of that and that and that and it kind of went to my head i mean i've, I've thought about this <laughs> I, I was i was a bit of a dickhead you know and but, but when it happened with master it was such a surprise and also i was 
you know, a good 10 years old and a good 10 years more sensible. And it was just like, what was lovely about MasterChef is, you know, people talk about fame, but it was more familiarity. Yeah. You'd, I'd, you'd walk, I'd walk down the street in Perth and people would say, oh, morning, Matt, morning, Matt. And you go, hi, how you going? And they'd be with, be with my wife. She'd go, you know them? And i go, no, they just watched the show and they'd be uncomfortable <laughs> saying good morning. It's a, that, that, that's a beautiful privilege. And then the next question would be, have you know, they come up and say, and that we'd have, they, they'd want a photo. And I go, where should I go? And they tell me about a, you know, a great, a great Fijian place out in the suburbs, and you go, "Wow, thank you so much." You go out there and eat. So, yeah, no, it, it, it's that it's that whole thing of bizarrely, you suddenly make a whole new raft of, of friends and acquaintances, which is beautiful. Yeah, my, my, is. just my favourite thing to do with you, you know, being mm. that person is to walk into a restaurant with you and just like yes, actually unannounced. hearing people's sphincters tighten. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, and, and hearing the that look on math, on it's their like, faces <laughs> is. <laughs> Terrifying. That was a little too graphic, oh Nathan. God. A little too graphic. Oh, is that Michael Winslow <laughs> in the room? <laughs> but you must be used to that reaction, that crestfallen. Oh no! I mean, they're happy and they're terrified all at once. Well, I, I think, I think, I think, and, and your your job then is to go. I'm so excited to be here. I've heard pretty good things about this dish. And what else do you recommend? And 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 you want them, you want them to have that moment of pride when they put something that they they know is really good. And you go, gee, that's delicious. It's a and, you know that that's a lovely thing to be able to do. So I think because I because I stopped reviewing 14 years ago, yeah. yeah. Um, that 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 kind of that kind of um that kind of uh, is the man with the big stick kind of thing dissipated. Mm. And now I just love it because they because you you can automatically start from a a point where you say, what can I have? What do you recommend? What do you think? And they get and they get excited because I'm excited. And, and that that's again, you know, that, that that's the great joy of meeting new people is the excitement that that I feel and they feel as well. That's beautiful. Well, it's a rollicking read. Everybody should um, grab a copy of Big Mouth or Nathan can read it to you if you like. I'll be, I'll be doing a reading today at Forest Chase um, <laughs> from 10 a.m. <laughs> and Matt, the cover, you yeah, look unbelievably photo. handsome. We know you're a handsome dude great anyway, but that's photo. a great photo and, the, and the graphics are outstanding. Yeah. Can, can I tell you one thing? They say the camera doesn't lie, but gee, in the, right, the hands of the right photographer, it oh. certainly lies. No, you look amazing. <laughs> Tells a few white lies, that's all. Um, it's great to catch up. Matt, come yeah, to Perth mate, and see us again. We haven't seen you in ages. Yeah, I know. I know. I was, I was saying it's really unfair. It's one of my, my great joys is is coming and hanging with you and, and you taking me somewhere mm. really, really exciting. So I'm, I'm, let, let, let's work that out. Next year, yeah, let's do Let's make it happen. I want, another, I want another fancy pants party. Yeah, yeah oh, that oh, yeah, was great. Right. Yeah, was that? Granted, some very special times, but not special enough to make, make it the, into the book. Make it into the book. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, Matt and Sean is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcasts.com.au. Nova.